Vanilla Podcast. With me today is someone very special. <laughs> Say hello to my neighbor, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Oh my gosh. You have a clapping thing? I have a clapping thing, dude. I barely wow. use it because I always forget that I have it. Shut up. What else do you have there? Let's see. Oh, that was a little I, loud. I like that one. Look, let's do this one. Oh, for my joke. You should have done that one. For what? Just now. Oh, yeah, I should have. Let's do this. And that one. Yeah. That's... It kind of cuts everyone else off, though. Yeah, it does. So I'm just like, mm, she's a little loud. She's a little obnoxious. That's why I don't use her that much. Um, But hi, Natalie. Hey. How are you? I'm really good. I am. I feel so light right now because I just finished finals. So yeah. I feel like, oh, myself. You feel fine. You finished fine. How was it? Was it like a hovering stress over you when you were at Coachella? Oh, yes. I actually brought my iPad thinking I was going to study. Dude. <laughs> Did not happen. <laughs> so I'm going to study on the drive there. I could have on the drive there and drive back, but mm-mm. You don't get um, motion sickness? No, not really. Like looking down? Yeah. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. I, so I, I didn't even try, so I don't know. I haven't ever looked down that long yeah. in a long drive like that yeah. to know, but yeah, I didn't study. Yeah. It was hard too. Like, yeah. why would I want to? Um, but uh, it really set me back too. Cause I came back and I had like so much assignments to do. Yeah. And yeah, but I got her done. You got her done. I got all A's too. <gasps> I know I've never been a straight A student. But you went off this semester. I did. I think I really prioritized school. Like I had to like jeopardize social my social life mm-hmm. to do school, but I think it was worth it in the end because I mean it's so rewarding to see all the A's. I've never had that. Yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah. Why do you think you wanted to be the A student though? If you've I, never had it. I actually wasn't going for that. Like I was literally like, um, my professors told me you need a seventy eight average testing score and I was like, I'm gonna just shoot for that. Yeah. And I got more just because I was spending more time studying and like yeah. It, it shows. You know, people say, like, practice makes perfect. It truly does. Yeah. Okay, close it. Bring the mic a little bit closer to you, too. Here? To me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I touched it. Don't be mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, but, yeah, what are you going to school for? I um, mean, I already know, but. <laughs> yeah? I'm going to school to be a nurse. Uh-huh. I'm super excited about that. Did you know there's only 7% Latina nurses? <gasps> yeah. I'm going to be one of the 7%. That's going to be great. So it's exciting and... Um, I'll be like a first generation graduate in my family. Mm-hmm. And today's single de Mayo, so I feel like we just have to plug that. Like, <laughs> hello. Like, I'm super excited to be Latin and doing it. And I know you had spoken previous, like, about, like, the American dream. And I feel like that's kind of coming true for me, you know? Yeah. So it's cool to see that I'm one of the many people, right? Yeah. What made you want to go into nursing? My whole life, I feel like I've loved to serve the community. Like, or just, like, serve people in general. And I think you can attest to this. Like, I just... Yeah. That's like my love language. Yeah. I think that's just acts of service, um, doing special things for people, helping. I've always loved that. And I've had, it's like filled a certain spot in, inside for me. Yeah. I can say that. Yeah. So I think it's just very fitting. Sometimes I feel like a dumb bitch. Like I chose the wrong career. Really? Just because after COVID, I saw that um, they didn't really treat nurses like correctly. Yeah. You know? And that's a little scary because I think we will have some time like that again in the future. Yeah. But I have a big heart and I can't deny that. So I think I'm just going to roll with it. I think that like all of the professions where you are giving your heart, like teaching, <laughs> yeah. um, like in the medical field, like in just anything that has to do with like helping, um, they usually are not treated the best. Yeah. Like you really have to sad. fight for your job and like fight for, not even fight for your job because I feel like a lot of people aren't even going into mm-hmm. that industry, industry to start with, but you have to fight for like your 
like rights you know right. like like the common being treated like just like the ground level thing like the bare minimum the bare minimum yeah. yeah you know what's crazy too is there, i remember one time i was like wiping ass and you were working <laughs> at a call center and making more than me and at that moment i was like this is fucked up yeah <laughs> yeah i think there needs to be some major change especially in the healthcare field some people will say like you make more than just monetary value but at the end of the day it it's taking a lot from you it's kind of a tolling thing yeah yeah so what do you think like once you graduate what what path do you want to take so actually right now i'm like super into like oh sorry um like emergency stuff yeah i just think that i'm really young and i can react quickly doing that and i applied to the emergency room and i have an interview i didn't tell you that but so i'm excited that's where i want to start as a nurse is at the emergency room yeah i think that when you're young you can really benefit from that and like learn and be able to be on your feet a long time i definitely don't want to do that my whole life yeah i have i used to do like bone marrow so like blood cancer stuff and have like a soft spot for that so i think i would go back and do some type of cancer be a bedside nurse in a cancer ward oh yeah we'll see if i get back there because that's hard though a little ptsd yeah i put a lot of people in body bags in that really yeah so and i had to leave because i felt like i was going to get desensitized if i stayed there Oh. So, and I, and I just would never want that. Yeah. Yeah. So is it hard? Do you think it was hard to see like, like during that process, whenever you would see pe- people pass away, was it ever hard for you or was it just oh like, gosh, it was so hard. Yeah. I remember every single time I had like a patient, like going to pass away, I would shake so bad. I had to put my hands in my pockets like as I'm doing right now. Yeah. Cause I would, I can't control it. Like I would just shake. It's just a part of me that I think is a human reaction and I'm so glad I have that because there's other nurses that don't or people that just don't have that feeling and are able to just be so calm and collective and kudos to them but I'm not one of those people I would still like it's like seeing a deer in headlights and then seeing their family so upset and yeah oh my gosh yeah I could close my eyes and still imagine yeah was there any one like person in particular that you like still had your heart yeah yeah oh my gosh um And I don't think it's supposed to be easy. So that's good, you know? But uh, I had to put someone in a body bag that was younger than me. And that's where it hurts. It's like, you know? Um, I think it's the youngest patient I've ever had. Because I work with adults. And she had, like, this request to, like, play Nirvana. I think I told you about this. Didn't I tell you? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't remember. As we were, like, cleaning her up. Because she knew she was dying. Yeah. And so we were cleaning her up. You know, post-mortem care is what it's called. And we had, like, Nirvana blasting. And I remember walking up to her room, it was already playing, and, like, just hearing it. We had to move all of our patients because we, like, give them the respect that they deserve. And, yeah, it was just really hard seeing her so young. Yeah. And, you know, everyone has a, like, their paths are different. And for some reason, her life needed to end at that time. But, it, yeah, it's not, it doesn't get easier, especially for me. I think, I don't know, I guess if there was nurses working there for a long time, maybe get easier for them but i haven't yeah i don't have not experienced that yet well right now you're working at the urgent care yeah mm-hmm. do you like that yeah so i work at the urgent care just like really close to here like yeah. 10 minutes away huh yeah i do like it because since i was doing blood cancer um it's so different it's like acute everything is very like short-lived it's like flu symptoms stitches we see lots of crazy stuff there too yeah like lots of um stis people come in <laughs> to get like they had like a 
they went to a party a week in, or a day before and they want to get checked. We see a lot of that. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> like check for like roofies? No, like to check for like if they have like chlamydia or gonorrhea. <gasps> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because Planned Parenthood is not a 24-7 thing. Or even like we're open later than they are. Yeah. So if, here you go. If you need to get checked. <laughs> go get checked at your urgent care. Your, yeah, please do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then do you guys do the thing where if like you get... If you're positive, they would like send like, oh, it's some person yeah. that you've been. It's not even us that does it. It's like the state. The state does it. Oh. The state gets taken in. Yeah, we had somebody with TB the other day. Uh-huh. And it was like everyone, the nurses, everyone that was around them got like a letter from the state. <gasps> yeah, it's like we don't even control it. Oh. Mm-hmm. With TB? Why? Is it really, really like It contagious? can be contagious. Yeah. In this situation, it was like a family taking care of their parent and he ended up passing away and they found out he had TB later. Oh. And they were all around him for like weeks. Yeah. And so, yeah. What does that do? Tuberculosis. That's what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You caught me at a bad time. But it's like a, it affects your respiratory, I believe. And so for people, especially just like COVID was, if you like are have like a pre-existing condition like diabetes or asthma, it can be really deadly for that person. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they wouldn't want it to spread like wildfire because yeah. we saw how that goes. Yeah. So, Yeah dang i know dang what's the can you say what's the wildest thing you've seen or no i bet i could i mean i've worked several places um i don't i don't know if what's the wild thing i've seen i've seen some pretty i was telling you this other day i saw we had a patient well okay not the other day (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna switch that story okay we i saw one time an x-ray of like a small rodent in someone's ass (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's crazy. I mean, like, there's what like, was it a mouse? There's different levels of crazy, right? There's like sad, crazy. There's like painful, crazy injury, and then there's like some weird ass shit, crazy. That's what this is. Um, I don't know. We don't know. It just said small rodent. Like that's what the radiologist marked it as. Anything to not buy a toy. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. And sometimes I tell people the story, and they're like, "Was it alive? No, it wasn't alive. Like, I don't. Maybe when it went in there, but it's not alive. It's like it's." It died. It, died it didn't get there. any oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> no nope. food. No oxygen or food. Sadly. Oh my god. I know. I know. That one was a crazy. And it's that's not common. I mean, that's not uncommon. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's like a whole like that sparked a conversation when we were like at work, and lots of nurses that are like veterans were like, "Oh, we've seen so much up there." Yeah. Yeah. It's not an uncommon thing to like put stuff in there. To put stuff in there. Wow, this is on my book. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna be super conservative this podcast. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna give a good impression. <laughs> Dude, that's wild though. Like, I know, yeah. There's there's been some crazy stuff. I think that one's probably uh, on top of the list before. Like, yeah. I've seen people with bones outside of their bodies. Do they give you the? Like, do you get No, gagged? for that, I don't. Like, blood or bones outside of people's bodies or, like, injury. Yeah. I'm all game for that. Are, is there anything that grosses you out? No, and I think that's why I'm, like, at a good... Okay, just kidding. Sputum is kind of gross to me. Or like, sputum. when people have, like, a trach and there's, like, um, or, you know, just, like, your saliva. Some people have yeah, excess amount me. of that. that's me. That's me. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Yeah, like we had... Oh, my gosh. We had a patient that would put his hands in his trach, like, so, like, a hole right here in the throat. <gasps> And would take it out and put it back in his mouth. <laughs> like a moko, dude. <laughs> I know. And I was just like, I'm done with you. Yeah. <laughs> Moving that call light off the bed. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
I would never, but yeah. Oh my god. Some people, yeah. So that that's kind of gross to me. I don't get used to it, but I am really good about avoiding things. Um, yeah. Especially like being in a like in hospital floor, you see a lot of stuff, and you learn to like use your resources. Like I would put like mint in my mask or like an alcohol pad in my mask. Yeah. And then you don't smell anything, hence you don't get grossed out and then yeah do you have a really strong sense of smell i think i do i do too yeah you do for sure yeah like we're like walking in somewhere like <laughs> <laughs> like jimmy john's free smells i'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, yeah you always have had a like a strong a sniffer uh, i'm a sniffer for Maybe sure you were a dog in a past life <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> not the dog not the I know, dog i'm sorry that was fucked up do you know i'm hurt that's why i'm mentioning this why um i asked Ison what kind of dog she thinks i would be and she said a fucking pug <laughs> that's fucked <laughs> that's fucked up huh <laughs> Yeah, I called her, like, this beautiful Doberman, dude. I was like, yeah, you have long legs. So classic, so beautiful. Yeah, long legs, bad bitch. A fucking pug. And she's like, they're cute in a way. No, Iceland. No, they're, like, so ugly, they're cute. Exactly. Yeah. Not the pug. It's fine. What would I be? I don't know. I wouldn't be I think a poodle, for sure. The hair, I mean. Okay, the hair. A big poodle, doodle. Golden doodle. Yeah. A big poodle, for sure. Not a little doodle. Not a little one. (laughs) yeah oh my gosh what would nate be oh we actually I, oh i'm sorry uh-huh. i actually asked him um what kind of dog he thought he, he thinks he would be and he we couldn't find one we were like mm, i don't know because he's not a dog i think he would be a different animal he'd be like a like a <laughs> I, said, I said a frog, oh, a frog. <laughs> why a frog i don't know i just think that's like an inside joke Maybe. he doesn't look like a frog i just <laughs> It's giving I'm frog vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just being rude. And yeah. Yeah. We just attack each other. A frog. What's the... I'm trying to think of like a native animal, but all of the native animals are like cool. Like an eagle, yeah. a wolf. He would love if I said he was a wolf. <laughs> Didn't come from eagle. my mouth. Didn't yeah. come from That my... was not said here. <laughs> but, okay. Okay. Let's so get I wanted serious. to bring you on. I want to I get serious. I want to get serious. Speaking of Nate, <laughs> speaking of the devil... <laughs> Um, I think that, I think that your story is really cool. Cause like you said, you're very nurturing. You're very loving. That's mm-hmm. your love language. But I always thought that being so lovely, so loving and like being so positive only means that like you came from like, like an easy, life. like it's easy to be positive when your life is easy, if that makes sense. Yeah. And like knowing your story is just like. Like, how do you feel like that translates over, you know? Like, do you think that you were always like this? Or do you think that because of the things you've gone through, you yeah. were, went like this? That's a good question. I don't know that I, I've always been this way. Because I do consider myself a very positive person. Um, as long as I can remember, I feel like I've been this way. Like, of trying to find, like, the best in every situation and mm-hmm. whatnot. And it's funny that you say that you think that, like... Um, when people have it easy, their life's easy type thing. But like in many cases in history, I don't think that is like displayed. Like, you know, did you know that Oprah Winfrey had a baby at 14 years old? No. No. And she was molested by like three people. Oh, wow. And Oprah is like such a successful, like talented person. Like she, no one would have ever known that, you know? Yeah. You would have think that she's had it so good for her, like, you know? But I think that successful people come from failure or, you know, 
past trauma or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, same with Michael Jordan. He got cut from his high school basketball team. And what is he? Like, the greatest of all time, some would yeah. say. J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter, 12 times. Yeah. Her book was rejected 12 times. And now she's, like, a hit. It's Yeah. So I think that that's not always the case. Is yeah. that it? Does, it's not – you don't come – just because you have an easy background doesn't mean – your life is easy now or whatnot. I think a lot of people hide that well also. Yeah. And I think too, like, uh, even with like, so like, I think it's easy to think that if someone's life is easy, then their life must be easy. Yeah. Um, and then when their life is hard, it's easy for you to give them like the benefit of the doubt if they act up in different ways. Mm -hmm. And then you also see like the people that have like their whole life, like pretty much made for them and they're not happy you know and they're miserable and they lack purpose and they like go to other extremes like for drugs or for alcohol or for like all these things and there's so many things like in like for for celebrities like so many uh child celebrity stars that they grow up and they feel like they they are kind of like taking back that time yeah you know what i mean so yeah i guess that's true so what do you think what do you think made you like who you are today um, you know, I think I kind of used my heartbreak as a catalyst, if that's yeah. like a good way to put it. Yeah. I think that I, it prompted me to, like, I used it as my superpower. And even like during that time, I would have never saw that then, but I really, I mean, let's get into it, right? Okay. I have this note, I have this note on my phone it's, and I named it Heartbreak 101. Okay. So that's what, I mean, the basket, I mean, this is what we're talking about, right? Yeah. And I think that I, first first foremost, I had a heartbreak. And I think me and you can relate to that. Because I think you also have been through heartbreak. And a lot of people have. And it's not just romantically. I think you can have a heartbreak through friendship. Mm-hmm. I think you've experienced that also. Mm-hmm. Career. Mm-hmm. I think we both have experienced that. Family. Like, I think everyone goes through heartbreak. And so it's important to know how to navigate life after that. Yeah. And for me, my heartbreak is something that is just, it was kind of like a major, what is it called? Like turning point? Yeah, if you will. Kind of like a big detour or speed bump, like a huge one, right? That it like completely shifted my life. It was like the why, you know? Yeah. The crossroads, right? I was was meant to go one way, but I just ended up being left. And we're not going to get into like the, gory details or get soft like pretty yeah. happy here because I think this is a very positive podcast also yeah so I think it's important to focus on the positive yeah but yeah I kind of use my heartbreak as a catalyst I kind of looked like life in the eye and I was like I'm not gonna let this get to me I mean I need to become more more than this like this doesn't define me and I'm not so much so much of a like a spiritual person, yeah. But I do believe like I have a higher purpose. Like, yeah. There's something better out there for me. Yeah. And I wrote I did like a three steps. <laughs> okay. I did like a three steps of what has helped me, and like I, I thought of you every uh, through that the whole way because I feel like we have kind of gone through them in a ways a lot of the ways together. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Um. So yeah, should I start with number one? Well, let's talk about how old you were when you went through your heartbreak. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know what's wild is that um, I've done like lots of research about like trauma and stuff. And one of the like major symptoms is like memory loss. So I have a lot of memory loss during that time. And so I think I was 19. I think. I have to like count back the years and stuff. But I'm pretty sure I was 19. Uh, Yes, I was 19. I was going to turn 20. 
Yeah. So I was pretty young. I mean, like that's when you're like barely getting a grasp of life. You can't even drink at that age. Yeah. So that says a lot. Like, you know, the government doesn't even trust you to drink. You're pretty young. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was really young. So you were 19, 19 when you went through that? Still a teen. Yeah. And then do you feel like you were fully equipped? No. No, no, no. And the, the thing is, I think like when I was in high school, I was like so ready to move out and like ready to like put on my wings and go explore the world. And I wanted to move out and live alone. And I thought I had it all together, but I didn't. Like I was so much, such a child. Yeah. I still consider myself a child. So it's crazy to even think about how much younger mentality and like physically I was. Yeah. And yeah. Do you think that when you were going through it, um, because I know it probably took you a while to like, like be okay with like life again. How long do you think that took? It's a long, long time, like years. And I think I'm still experiencing that. Like I still am going through it and that is okay. I think that um, one thing we're really quick about doing is like judging our healing time. Yeah. Oh, I was only with this person for a year. Yeah. And it's been a year. Why do I still feel shitty? Yeah. There's a saying that goes that time heals all wounds. But if that was the case, like why are people still like adults healing from their childhood trauma? Yeah. It's a, it's a life thing. Like I'm always going to have that. I think it's, it's always going to be with me, but like I choose to how much it consumes me. I think it's super important for you to feel the feelings, but not let those feelings consume you. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So then when you were going through it, all right, actually, let's go through your first point. Okay. Because uh, maybe I'm like already. You're hitting all the bullet points. Yeah, maybe. Let's see. Let's see. Number one. Okay. Number one is the introspection period. Uh-huh. So me and you hit it off in this introspection period. Like, this is where, this is like where we started like talking. Yeah. To give everyone like a proper introduction. I'm Nella's neighbor, like wall neighbor. Yeah. Wall neighbor. We're literally in the same townhouse. Yeah. So yeah. And. I mean, me and her both, uh, like, gained a relationship, I think, because we, like, resonated with heartbreak. Yeah. I like, like, now that we're looking back at it, I'm like, this is why we got along. And, and we were going through, like, the, the same thing. Even though it was kind of different, different right? we were going through the same motions, right. I feel. Yeah. Because I was going through, like, the breakup, and then you were going through the heartbreak, mm-hmm. and I remember just being, like, like, so sad and didn't have any, like, didn't feel like I could talk to anyone about it. And at that time in my life, I remember, like, since I was going, like, I was so heartbroken. um, I also wanted to make friends, but there was, like, just certain friends that I, it took me a lot longer to, Mm -hmm. like, trust and it took me a lot longer to, like, open myself up to just because, like, I didn't know. But because you were going through, like, the same thing. Yeah. It was so much easier for me to just like let it all out. Like the yeah. first meeting, I think I like told you my whole life story. You told me yours. We were just like talking and talking. We yeah. like didn't stop magical. talking. Yeah, it really was magical. <laughs> we went to go, we went to Fashion Place, remember? Yeah, we and got our toes done. We got our toes done. We got the little Cinnabon thingies. Yes. What are they called? Pretzel maker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we yeah. got the little things over there. And we were just talking forever. And I remember just being like, dang, like like that was so fun yeah it was fun and i think that because it was fun and because we hit it off if you will it like continued on yeah yeah so um in this period i have like this is like where you're having like your own conscious like your own you're looking at yourself um 
either like psychologically wise, like in mental state wise or in your soul, like how, like how you're doing, you're checking in with yourself. Yeah. And this is like what happens the first thing you go after a heartbreak. It's like, oh my gosh. Like what did I do? Yeah. And this is what you need to do. You need to like, like I said, feel all those feelings. Um, I think it's very quick for people to just be like, okay, what's the next thing right. or, or try to not feel it or distraction or get distracted either by another person mm-hmm. or by, um, like work or even like the more detrimental ways, which is like alcohol, drugs, partying, partying like yeah. all those things, you know, yeah. and just like covering it up rather than like letting the wound yeah. heal. Exactly. So this is, this is like, it's crazy that I'm saying this was my favorite part of the healing. Is because I spent time with myself. Like at the end of the day, you are the only person that's been there for you. You know, mm-hmm. no, everyone else will come and go, will leave. Even your parents, your family. Like at the end of the day, you are the only one that's dealing with those emotions alone, day and night. And so it's super important to be like one with yourself. To you know, really like own in and say like, okay, what's going on? Why do I feel this way? Um, how can I make myself feel better? Really be self like nurturing. You really can't pour, a lot of people say you can't pour from an empty glass because it's so true. You can't. So you need to work on yourself, repair yourself because it's like picking up shattered glass. It takes a while. Yeah. Um, And I think it's important too to be like, like you said, um, do the things that make you feel good, but also don't enable yourself to to do things that would make you um, not be, not be proud of yourself a couple months from yeah. now you know like if you're going through heartbreak and you can feel it like let yourself feel it it's yeah. so uncomfortable it's it so is bad but it's needed but it's needed it's and it's so it, important and it's kind of like if you were to like break a bone and you were to go into surgery like you let that heal you are still you're, mm-hmm. you're stuck there until your flesh and bones heal and they're yeah. they're placed back together if you just go into surgery and then you act like your arm is like 100 percent again like it's not going to help yeah, it you. Work that way. It doesn't work that way. It's funny you say that because, um, like, there's research that states that heartbreak is like a psychological injury. Oh. So a lot of people don't know what's going on inside. I mean, we can't see like, is there inflammation in there? Like, yeah, what's going on? So just like you just mentioned, like a physical injury, I I think that it's happening interior as well. You know, yeah. um, to go like off of like not enabling yourself. I also think, in defense of that, I think it's also important to say yes because when you're in a relationship, you like go to the person like hey how does this plan sound or like hey do you want to do this but like this is your time to be like yeah like i'm going or you know you pick that for yourself yeah this is where you say yes to whatever you want to or say no to whatever you want to it's like Mm -hmm. your time but i think it's important for that to happen after the introspection part a little bit like give yourself like i don't know like a like a let yourself be a party pooper for like a month or like or or just like marinate in yourself Mm -hmm. and then be like okay whatever that period looks like for you yeah it's important that it's like this is not a magic pill that's going to take it away, like what we're giving you right now. Yeah. This is, it's going to be completely different for Like not everybody. one size fits all. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's all mm-hmm. inclusive over here. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if you are like Nella and need to lay down in your bed and not move, hey. Go off. Yeah. I'm going skydiving, baby. And just Dude, kidding. we <laughs> did go skydiving. I know. that. I think I consider um, skydiving in the introspective period. Would you? I don't know if I would have. That's okay. Let me see what your next things are, and then maybe I can, like, squeeze them in there. Yeah. Um, Okay. My next thing is support. Uh Support system. And I think that you, I think it was when you were talking to your cousins, you guys touched on support. Yeah. How important it is to have, like, a support system. I think when you go into a relationship, you're really quick to be up in the booty and, like, (laughs) get rid of all your friends. Yeah. Not hang out with them, not 
um, invest as much time. Yeah. And so I think that when shit hits the fan, because it's not when, I mean, it's like, it's going to happen, right? It's not yeah. if, it's when. It's like, where do you go to? Because you've burned off all your, your bridges because you haven't reached out to anybody because you thought this was forever, right? Yeah. Um, so I think it's super important to lean onto your support system when you're ready to have that distraction. This is those people that can give you that, right? Yeah. You're going out with somebody or you're going to a family party or... In my experience, I have um, six siblings. So that's like, I'm super fortunate. I have three sisters, three brothers. Yeah. They have been like super supportive. Um, and then the universe has given me this ultimate gift that literally multiplied the six and gave me six good girlfriends. I have yeah. like 12, I have like an army, I want to say, you know, yeah. um, that I feel like I can go to, I, I trust wholeheartedly that I could go to for a lot of things. Yeah. To help me. And I think... I want to say you've also built your support system tremendously also given back to where we started. Don't you think? Yeah. Like you have a pretty solid foundation right now. Yeah, I think I do too. And I think it's because the heartbreak allowed me to, like it was, it, it really was like, damn, it's just me now. Like yeah. who do I want to be there? Right. And I think that having more people around you is just like a beautiful, beautiful thing to have, you know? Mm -hmm. Like it's just like, it's like being able to rely on someone, being able to talk to someone, being able to trust someone like that truly to me is like the best part of life, yeah. you know, it and nice. and I didn't have that before, before <laughs> the heartbreak. Like it was just me and Alex. And uh, once we broke up, I realized like I don't have anything, yeah. you know, I have this uh, job that pays me well. I have uh, the fact that I'm like going to school, like at the time I was going to school, I was like, I have these things, but in my life, in my own life, like I have my family, yes, of course, but like I don't have anything like my family that I created outside of my family, you know, right. I never had that. Yeah. And I think it it was important for me to take the time for myself and then also to build and mm -hmm. rebuild the relationships that I had. And that is so beautiful that you've done that. Mm -hmm. I think I personally seen like the growth because I remember you even like mentioning like certain friendships that didn't work out and how like empty you felt during that. And I don't, I feel like you have just grown so much in that mm -hmm. perspective. And it's important to, um, remember that there's a lot of people that love you out there and they want to help you. You just have to like, tell them how yeah. you can't just shut out everybody. It's never going to work out. I remember when I was like super, super depressed. I lived with my sister at the time and I wasn't getting out of bed. I wasn't eating. So I wasn't going to the bathroom and I was just like ill. Yeah. Ill. My mom came. That's another thing. I didn't have yet to mention my parents. My parents are like, whew. Yeah. Yeah, so my mom came to visit me, and I it breaks my heart to say this, but, like, I didn't even react to her. Like, I didn't even give her the time of the day. I didn't even roll around to, like, say hello or whatever. I just ignored her, and I just was in my time. Like, I just – I couldn't. And I laid there, and I laid there for hours. And I want to say she came to see me, like, in the morning, and now it has, was, like, late at night. Mm -hmm. And I opened the doors, and my mom is out outside of my door still. She stayed there for like over 12 hours Yeah. to like make sure I was fine. And she was like so willing to like, she never skipped a beat, willing to receive me again. I made you food. Let's get you in the shower. Like, you know, yeah. and that's something so beautiful. And you mentioned this or you guys mentioned this in your, the Tea Talk pod podcast, like repaying your parents is something you're going to do for the rest of your life and more. Like you'll never catch up to that. Yeah. And I'm super fortunate to have a relationship with my parents, both my mom and my, my dad, because they genuinely like move mountains for me and so 
if you have them in part of your support system, I think it's important to lean on them. Yeah. And I haven't always been that way. I remember in high school, I thought they were always out to get me. Me too. I was like, what is your problem? (laughs) (laughs) And it's crazy because now my mom will answer my calls and I'm pissed. I'm like, no. My mom too. Yeah. And I think I learned from my brother to be a little bit better, my younger brother. Yeah. Danny? Yeah. Because he tells my mom everything. Like everything, like he hasn't, he has this real like no secrets. Somewhat same with Nathan. Nathan has like no secrets. They tell his parents everything. That's really good to be like super o- open and close with. Yeah, and yeah, I think we can relate to the fact that. Side note: our younger siblings are cooler than us, don't you yeah. think? <laughs> so sad. He's pretty cool. Yeah, he is. Diana's cool. pretty cool. <laughs> Diana's way cooler than me, dude. And I'm like, yeah. annoyed. So it's crazy that <laughs> I learned that from my younger brother um, to just be super open with my mom, and it's built our relationship so good because even when I'm having an issue with Nathan, I can call my mom. A lot of people can't do that, you know? Yeah. I'll be like, hey, mom, this is what's going on. And it's funny. She has great advice. (laughs) There's this thing where uh, this quote that I read and it was like, I'm not having kids so that I can um, have, I'm not having kids so that they can be little forever. I'm having kids so that, because one day they're going to be adults and I can know them and I can learn about them and I can just see the world through their eyes you know and I thought about that and I'm like wow like it's so true like I think our parents wanted to have us um but not because we were going to be little forever Mm -hmm. but because we were going to grow into them and we were going to grow um with them you know and I think that's very beautiful to be able to be like you know what like yes you're my mom yes we've gone through some things but like I want to either fix our relationship or I want to be better with our relationship I know that for me for sure like um the relationship with my mom um it can it can always be better yeah but it's always like I feel like I I've never given her enough credit for anything you know it is good that you're coming to realization with that and if you think about it in like put yourself in their shoes like if I have a kid I don't ever want to be superior than them I don't think that's my point I would definitely want them to be my best friend one day one day yeah right so it's it's funny how it's catching up to us yeah like oh it makes sense it makes sense (laughs) you did that for my well-being and at the time I thought you hated me and like were out to get me and not letting me live my parents were very strict but I thank them for that because I I think I needed that yeah yeah and yeah do you think they were strict because of your other siblings oh yeah for sure my older sister ruined it for us (laughs) (laughs) yeah she would like go out and not be where she was yeah and then and then they that scarred your parents yeah, so they're like, nope, dude, it was so hard. We couldn't even, like, sleep over unless it was all three of us. Like, you take in all of us. Like, my sisters. Yeah. Because my older sister's, like, way, she's 10 years older than me. So she was the one that ruined things for us. But my other two are pretty close by. So if I ever want to sleep over at somebody's house, my parents would be like, you're taking the other two or you're not taking, like, neither of them. <gasps> Just because my sister had ruined it that bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Within this day, generation, people, stuff, people happen, like, Things happen to people at sleepovers nowadays. So I'm like, I'm fine. I didn't yeah, go to a sleepover. Didn't. You know, I didn't have to. Yeah. yeah. Looking back at it though, or like during that time, I was like really hurt that I couldn't do sleepovers. I always felt like I was being deprived of something where that's just what they, like that was what they needed to do at the time. Yeah. I, I was able to have sleepovers, but only with like one person. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what about, <laughs> you know, there's other yeah. friends out here. <laughs> there's a reason why they're doing everything. And that's like. We'll just leave it at that, right? Yeah, there's a reason it makes for sense. everything. Uh-huh. It makes sense, too. I also feel like I'm, I very much relate to, like, the grandmas sitting on the balcony eating or, like, drinking coffee and tea. It makes sense now, doesn't it? Yeah, just, like, chilling. Yeah. Before, <laughs> I'd be like, mm, that's boring, you know? <laughs> and now you're out here like, ooh, what that, tea do we get now? Literally. <laughs> Going to Harmon's with, in, like, the tea aisle, yeah. just, like, in love. Yeah. So that's a little bit 
aside from the fact of the support system, but like the way they are, the way they do things, it makes sense in the world that we are in. Yeah. And I think it's really important to lean on them. Like, point of weird, right? Yeah. Lean on them, lean on your support system. And, and also, like, don't, like, I think for me, like, I had a lot of time to um, focus on my support system because I didn't, literally didn't have anyone. Yeah. I had to start from scratch. But, if you don't have a boyfriend right now or if you're not in a relationship right now, like do it now, yeah. you know, like don't wait until heartbreak. Don't wait until yeah. you're down in the pits or you're at rock bottom. Yeah. Don't wait until, you know, some something pushes you there. Like you should already have like your circle around you. And I, if I could go back, I would have done it a yeah. lot sooner. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I think we've all been on the receiving end of the support. Right. Mm-hmm. And so reminding ourselves how that feels, you could totally reciprocate that to somebody else and I mean, maybe you're not the most punctual person or maybe like um, it's hard for you to communicate. But if you continue to work on that and like show up for people, they'll show up for you in return. Yeah. So it's never too late for you to start your support system. Yeah. Good job plugging that out there. Like, yeah, yeah go out there and find your people. Find your people. If you don't have if like your relationship with your parents aren't isn't great. That's OK. Like you. I'm sure there's people out there that you can find that will fill that void. Mm-hmm. It might take a while, but. I think it's worth trying. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also okay to be selective. Yeah. You know, like it's okay for you to like go on a friend date. And if you're like, oh, this friend date, like you're cool. Like we mm-hmm. can be acquaintances. It's fine. Like I've, I'm pretty sure if we went to that and we were just like vibing, mm-hmm. but not like yeah. connecting, we would have been like, okay, like yeah. that's cute. That was love cute. Love you from afar. Yeah. Love yeah. you from afar, you know? And that's fine. Like mm-hmm. you can have people in your life that you love from afar and they don't have to be your best friend. Yes. You don't have to tell them yes. anything. Like if you feel a vibe where you're just like, Mm, they're my friend but that's it like it's important to realize that people can eat and just not at your table like that's yeah maturing is that you know to realize that Mm -hmm. so yeah should go to my next point yeah my next point um involves this little this little skit here let me see if i can find it okay do you remember um watching lilo lilo and stitch and she's on the floor and this song's playing <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I relate to that skit in particular, that scene in particular, so much. Why? It's because music, mm-hmm. right? Don't you ever feel there's ever have you ever been in that position where like everything's a mess, nothing makes sense, but you can just turn on the radio or turn on your. I mean, radio isn't a thing anymore. Put on your, <laughs> put on your Spotify, <laughs> your your Apple Music. <laughs> yeah, put on your record and listen to music, and things start to like, you know, feel better. Yeah. And you and Alex touched on this last podcast that like he was saying like music felt so like crazy to him at that time yeah. during his heartbreak. And it's generally because I believe music is medicine. Like yeah. it's a chemical. It, it It's healing. It's a way for you to release your energy. Yeah. And I think that was very beneficial for me. I, the next point was labeled therapy. So music therapy being yeah. exercise. I think you can support this one also because I think you use that in your favor also. Yeah, just getting into your body, I mm-hmm. think, is so important. Just being like, okay, yes, my heart is so broken or, like, I'm so sad. But, like, getting into your body and, and out of your head is so important. Like, it I, Like, it will literally transform you. And if you're there with, like, the best, like, album that you're feeling at the mm-hmm. time. Like, I remember I was listening to, like, sad-ass yes. Adele songs, like, yes. like, hella doing deadlifts. And I was just like, oh, yeah. 
set fire <laughs> to the rain you know like but i was in my moment and i yeah. was just like and you needed that at the time i needed that at the time yeah and isn't it wild that you're like you listen to that same song of adele now and you're like i'm so much more than i was then yeah i've had so much times of that like looking back i'm like wow i'm so much but i was crying to this song years ago and now i'm like wow this is a bop yeah <laughs> and you can appreciate it for like what it is at a t- at the time you know yeah yeah for sure i love music i love but when you are sad music for some reason feels so good yeah it does it like it's it reaches something else within you i like i said i think it's like a, a positive outlet if you will mm-hmm. same with exercise i think you're like releasing the energy that's needed i think that's super important in a heartbreak because there's a lot that's built in mm-hmm. i like to think that you're like swollen inside or like you know you're you're literally broken, so you have a lot to release. So if you're not communicating with a support system or communicating with yourself, then this is beneficial or even doing all of it, listening to music or exercising, releasing mm-hmm. it somehow. Mm-hmm. It needs to come out. Mm-hmm. If you don't, then it's just you – It that's when you become your feelings and you dwell on it and yeah. it's not good. Do you remember when after skydiving we listened to Thank You Next? Yes. And we had it blasting it. Yeah. And it was like coming again and again and again. Like yes. we were just like blasting it. On like repeat. I Yeah. And it wasn't even because we were ready to like move on. It was just like I was ready for you know when she says, I met someone else and her name is Ari. That's the part I felt so much. I was like, it's me. Like yes. I'm what's up next. It's me, my self-love. And that was just like a whole experience in itself, like a full moment, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then it was just like, be- like after this beautiful experience too, like we literally jumped out of a plane. I know. And at that time I was a little bit numb still, you know, and I was like not scared at all. And I remember looking over at you, dude. <laughs> you were terrified. <laughs> you were not scared. Like holding onto the back. <laughs> I was like, nope. Yeah. You, you were just like, okay, bye. See I'm you like, on the I'm ground. I'm ready. Like I'm ready to feel something, yeah. you know? I would do it again. Would you? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. Me too. I want to take Nathan, but I actually don't know if he's down. Nathan, if you're down. Come on, come, come on. through, come yeah. through. Us and Alex can go. Yeah, yeah. Alex needs to go because Alex, Alex just needs to go. Yeah. I don't know. He always says he's down, but I'm like, hmm. That's hmm. what a lot of people do say they're down, but when it comes down to it, they're like, no, no, no. Yeah, I think we'll pay a, a cheaper fee next time, right? Because we've done it before. Do you think so? I think so. Maybe, maybe we'll get a what discount. A perk. Yeah. What a perk. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I just remember feeling so like all the emotions with skydiving like i i think i would do it just because it's like you literally don't know if you're gonna reach the bottom mm-hmm. or not there's something about being like in the verge of life or death huh? yeah that kind of awakens you there that's a thing it's like adrenaline junkies they like that feeling of like the sense of like it might not go well it may or may not just being in that moment people seek after after that all the time yeah I would never want to die coming out of a plane. Like, I, I'm not that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, just please, Diosito will be on the ground. I know, but, like, but it is cool to see that, like, you're in control and you can be yeah. in that kind of situation and still survive. I honestly, the only reason I think Alex wouldn't be down because he'd be like, I have to sit on some guy's lap. Yeah. <laughs> the machista in him, huh? Yeah, being dumb could as never. fuck. He's like, could never. He's like, uh. But I think you have to, like jump out of a plane like a hundred times in order for you to do it tandem like alone i think they said six. Oh shit <laughs> i think someone fact check this because yeah. i thought i mean to be able to jump out of your pain and like pull your own thingy thing? parachute yeah come on now lish major thingy thing <laughs> <laughs> um i think that is a little bit more than six but i could be wrong that'd be cool we're 
five more times there five more times and we can do it by ourselves i don't know because when they did it they put like a lot of like yeah <sighs> it hurt me didn't it did it hurt you yeah but at the same time it was two of us you know oh yeah so maybe if because there was two people like that's why it was like a little bit heavier your guy was so cool too i remember he was like the one of the people like he taught something or i don't know yeah he my was, guy was not cool why he was being lame <laughs> he looked like he just had like long hair i was just judging him that's all <laughs> mine was being mine was being cool but he didn't give me the cute glasses oh, he gave me ugly glasses he, he was did. like look i got these special <laughs> and I, I was i put them on they were so ugly like i was oh like oh not yeah. the glasses i would do it again maybe in another state yeah yeah grand canyon grand canyon would be fun huh yeah i have a little bit more on the therapy Okay. I have positive affirmations because I think it's important to like speak to yourself, right? Like I can do this. Mm -hmm. I got this. Um, this too shall pass. I think it's important to like genuinely believe in that, right? And remind yourself, um, speak highly of yourself. I was actually so quick, um, like a couple years past, I would tell my sister, like, I'm such a dumbass. And she's like, why do you speak to yourself that way? Like she would always tell me like, why do you speak to, like, I would be like I'm such a bitch or whatever. Yeah. Like, why, why are you talking to yourself that way? And it's so true. Like you wouldn't want anyone talking to you that way. So why are you talking to yourself that way? Yeah. It's important for you to be like, I am lucky. I'm grateful. I'm blessed. You know, all the things. Cause I believe that it comes true. Mm -hmm. Um, do you, did you ever like write affirmations on your mirror or anything? I did for a little bit, but no not anymore you don't I, you don't i did for a little bit but now i'm just like mm. yeah i'm still an affirmation girl like i think that's super important just saying like um what you want into the universe and it becomes like kind of a manifestation almost you know yeah i think it in if you wholeheartedly believe that um it, it you can have it yeah there's like a, a quote i had on here but i can't find it it's in spanish oh <clears throat> this girl said y tú lo cantas lo decretas hasta lo que hasta que lo creas y el, el universo no te lo da. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You, you say it, you believe in it. And, and then you, the universe gives it yeah, to you. Yeah, and the universe gives it to you. Yeah. I think that's, like, if you believe in that, um, I mean, whatever you believe in does come true. Like, you know, you and your, in your personal, like, beliefs, you believe, like, so highly of God and stuff, and you believe what he does for you is an actual thing, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that that's the same way for like um, affirmations or manifestation, giving yourself that energy and talking to yourself how you should. It does. It's like rewarding in, in the end. Yeah. Or like having some sort of prayer too. like if you yeah. are religious or if you are yeah. do believe in God, like just um, just praying is so powerful. Like I, I can tell I, I remember for the longest time I felt like I didn't deserve to pray because I didn't really grow up religious and I didn't really grow up with that taught to me yeah. so i would just like see alex pray every night like he would get on his knees and he would start praying and i was just like i don't deserve to pray like really yeah it, it took me a long time i think like barely this year i've been doing it a little bit more consecutively yeah but it was hard for me to to start doing that because i just didn't believe like i deserved it i didn't believe that i could i didn't believe that um i could have a voice with god but like just slowly like it was kind of like if I had, um, what is it called when, uh, like imposter syndrome? I was yeah. like, I hadn't been praying my whole life. Why would I start praying now? Yeah. And then now I can see like the benefits of it. Like even if I'm just sitting with myself mm -hmm. and just talking about the day or being thankful for the day or, or saying like 
thank you for the day or, or just praying for like my parents and my family like it just feels so good to be able to have that intention and set it out yeah you know and it's because you truly believe in that you know mm-hmm. and that's so good that you feel like you are worthy of doing that now because mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. um yeah my last point and then we can you can ask me whatever okay <laughs> is like routine i think it's important for you to establish your routine because not only have you lost like your loved one but you've also lost like your routine you know waking up with that person or doing whatever so i think it's important for you to get a hold of your routine mm-hmm. and not worrying so much about i think we're really quick to be like oh I'm, i want to go to the other side like the grass is greener on that side and the on that green grass is life after heartbreak but the detours are where the best things happen yeah. Don't you agree? It's like not even that path that you thought you were going to go, that end goal. It's like what you didn't expect coming is like the best, the best parts of it. Yeah. So I think it's important to not get in your head and just take this time easy and be careful with yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You're a little fragile. And then what kind of things like implementing kind of like what did you implement in your routine? Yeah. So for me, my routine is a little bit more spread out. I believe, like, um, someone recommended to me that I try all my anniversaries alone. Like, so that was, like, my birthday, Christmas, because I had such a routine. Or, if you will, like, a tradition mm-hmm. with my person, you know? Like, so I went, I did it. I did the whole year without, like, with all my anniversaries. So I did, I remember it was, like, Christmas, Thanksgiving, like, everything you would normally celebrate, you know? Yeah. Just doing it on your own and setting yourself up with what you do now. Right? Because it changes. Um, Especially if you've been with someone like long term. Like, you know, you're so used to going to so-and-so's house. Or we cut cake here and then go there. Yeah. Like, that's no longer a thing. And that's, it's hard. I think that's um, important to do because anniversaries are the hardest thing to go through. Yeah. And then, I mean, in my, in my experience, I woke up and went to bed with the same person. Like, every day times six years, you know? So, it was important for me to get up and, like, do my routine without him. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, um, getting myself ready. You know, um, that during that time, too, I took some time off work. I had, like, six months off, which is so cool that my job gave me that. Um, and I remember I had so much time. So that was, like, a blessing in disguise. But because I didn't have to, like, go to work, you know? Yeah. Um, so I remember I was just, like, setting up my day, like, okay, when I get up, it was – so crucial for me because I was like very very sad like it was like it was to the simple part that brush teeth like shower you know like simple things yeah but that really did help me because when I was ready to go to work I had like already that mastered you Mm -hmm. know and then it was just getting more figured out and so yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) do you think that you well do you have anything else with that no I think that was it because I want to make this like pretty like applicable to everyone you know like any type of heartbreak yeah so i don't know that i would go more into certain other routines or other extreme extremities you know like yeah. i think that that's, that pretty much sums that part up okay <laughs> do you believe in because now that you've gone through heartbreak and yeah. then now that you have refallen in love yeah do you believe in soulmates yes okay so it's, imp- it's super cool that you brought this up because i i want to touch on this i think also during my heartbreak i didn't believe in love for a long time and that was a really sad place to be at. I think that if you don't believe in love and you don't have faith, it's like a really dark place to be. Because like, what are you looking forward to, you know? Yeah. Um, love is like a very big, powerful thing. And so not believing in that 
And I think this generation too is really easy to be like, fuck love, you know? There's yeah. songs that says it or say it. There's like songs that say like, fuck men, fuck women. It's really easy for you to say that and believe that. Like there's no true love out there. Or people will say nothing lasts forever, yeah. right? And um, if you can remember when you were younger and you like looked at the happily ever after movies and whatnot, and it was like so, it felt so good to like want that, right? Or believe yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. So I think that, Back to your question, do I believe in soulmates? There was a time where I didn't. And I I was like, I'm dying alone. You can ask Iceland. I had the conversation with her. She was like, yeah, Iceland was like, so when we're getting you back out here, you know? And I was like, oh, no, I'm dying alone, baby. Like, mm -mm, don't try. I'm at that black corner, dressed in all black. Like, I'm not. I'm going to adopt some cats. Yeah. Like, this is me. I don't belong for anybody else. The person I'm with is no longer here. And that's like, I'm not doing it, you know? Or, like, the person I want is no longer here and that's what I'm doing. And, But it's crazy because I think that as I healed myself interior-wise, in, in, interior mm-hmm. gosh, I'm losing words. I think that I believed in, and I really believed in the fact that I knew I was meant for more and I knew there's something higher for me. And that was accepting that I'm deserving of love, that I'm worthy of that. Yeah. Right? It doesn't mean that I was... Like, I moved on, per se, but I just know that I am worthy of it and I should have love. Yeah. Yeah. So I do believe in soulmates. And I think it's important to find your soulmate because um, it makes life, like, a lot more pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I'm kind of on the same boat, but I feel like I believe in multiple soulmates. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I think I can agree with you on that. Um, there's, like, my mom is Mormon. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that, like, if you get married when you're in the LDS church, you're, like, tied to them, like, celestially in, mm-hmm. like, the temple. And then they have it, like, so that so that you basically can't move on, you know? So, like, yeah. you're tied to that person eternally wise. And I do think that's kind of sad. I don't know, because a lot can happen, you know? Yeah. Um, And I think people go through different time, like, frames in their life, you know? And, you like, I know that you know that you're not the same person you were – 10 years ago, right? You didn't yeah. even know you were dating or who you were going to be right now. Like, how could you look out for yourself and say that there's not, you know? Yeah. God forbid that you have another soulmate, you know? Because I think what you have, you and Alex have is so unique and genuine and real, but you don't know what's going to happen in the next 10 years. Yeah. Right? So I think, and even there's people that have had divorces and they're like in their older years and they are still looking for love and like, good on them. Yeah. Because they still have, they have that. They have the faith and the believing in love still and that's amazing yeah i think that's amazing that they're older and yet they've gone through maybe two or three people and they still believe that they can find love. another soulmate right yeah some people say you have like different kinds too like the yeah one, right th- that's what i was kind of more going at because i feel like there is like a romantic soulmate um and then there's also like your friend soulmate like yeah. i believe a lot in that and i believe that during the time when I was like trying to find my tribe. Um, I found so many soulmates through that, you yeah. know, you being one of them, um, Ison being one of them, Jenny being one of them. Yeah. And I was just like, I was just able to come to you guys like very, very, um, just very raw, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't have to play like any role. I didn't have to um, like I, pretend or I like, didn't have to pretend I didn't have to more importantly I, I hope you didn't feel like a burden because that's what a lot of people like are worried about 
when they're venting, you know, like, oh, yeah. I don't want to burden you. Yeah. I don't think I did because I feel like because I was so raw with you guys, you guys were so raw with me. Yeah. And it was easy to like have that exchange and be there for each other right. when we were hurting or when we were, um, yeah, just going through like, just going through life. And I was just like, dang, like these, like that they're my soulmates, you yeah. know, like, and I, and I do believe in multiple because of that. Um, I also believe like my mom is my soulmate. I yeah. believe that like my sister is my soulmate. Um, that's beautiful. And, I didn't think about it that way, like uh, opening it more romantically. Yeah, but it is so true. Yeah, and there's just people that will get you. Yeah, you know, and, and that you don't have to play you for that soulmates. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think I should do that too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've always looked at it as like friendships, you know, best friends. But I think there's something more beautiful than calling them soulmates. Yeah, and it shouldn't only be reserved for the people you love. Because sometimes that could be sad. Like the people you're in love with? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? Imagine just having one. Yeah. Which is fine, but yeah. you can have more. Yeah, like love is so great and so abundant and so like big and beautiful. Right. And you right. should be able to like love people in that way, you know? Just be like that. Like there are people around you that will just get you and that will just love you. And it's okay for you to accept that love too because mm-hmm. I feel like maybe a couple years ago, because I did have like girlfriends before you guys and I guess I just wasn't ready for yeah. like that type of friendship yeah. yet. Like, and I, and I was in a relationship like before Alex where, um, same thing. I was just about him and I didn't like build into those cause I didn't know better, you mm-hmm. know? And maybe we could have been at that point, but because we, we, I didn't like, um, keep continue watering them. Like I still love them. Like they're always going to be my friends, but it's just like, it's not, it's not to that level. Yeah. You know, I yeah. wasn't ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just think it was a little deep is all so yeah. i'm like thinking about it, I'm like wow yeah I'm still hung up on the soulmates you're still hung up on the soulmates um how do you think it was transitioning from like because you did have a heartbreak yeah and then and then you found someone yeah and like how was that transition do you think that you ever like compared your relationships oh that's a good question um transition wise i don't think i was seeking to like uh find a partner i oh come on. okay sorry <clears throat> yeah. i don't think i was seeking to have a partner but i do think that it was like one of those detour things you know i think that i wasn't looking for it but it came and it happened naturally and it was beautiful and i couldn't deny that you know i yeah. couldn't deny that the conversations were real i couldn't deny that i felt a certain way around this person those were what my heart was telling me, you know? Yeah. Um, and then as far as the comparing aspect, it's really hard to not compare, right? But I, I try my best to not compare. The thing is, in my experience, I just feel like the person I was with, once with is like almighty and it's just no one could do, like be better, you know? I have him like such on a pedestal that it's hard to even come near that. I don't think it's like, Comparable is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And Nathan deserves um, for me to say that he is unique in his own way and he's amazing in so much different ways. Yeah. Like, I think that that's the bottom point of it, that they're not comparable because they're two different people. And I have two different relationships, stories, and, like, experiences with the two. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... To say that I compare, I don't think I do so much. My parents, on the other hand, I feel like did that. Um, and that like was hard. in the beginning? Yeah. My dad would accidentally call Nathan the wrong thing, too. 
which was hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And my parents would be not so much to ever in the intention of malintent at all, Mm -hmm. but it was just like they were looking out for me like, okay, are you okay? Mm -hmm. You know, who is this person? Mm -hmm. Right? Because they were with the other person for as long as you were with them. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So they just were just, you know, making sure I was okay. And yeah, I think that they're really happy with Nathan. He's a great, um, he's a great guy and he really tries and my parents see that. And so that's why they're, they just like love him. My mom adores him. He could do no wrong in her eyes. It's so annoying (laughs) because I will literally be like, mom, Nathan did no, 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 no. And she would be like, you need to forgive him. (gasps) Me? Yeah, and he knows too. He knows that he could go to my mom and say, Natalie didn't make me dinner this one day. And my mom, really? Yes. My dad is very much Isado, so it's like you don't get much out of my dad. Yeah. But I can tell that my dad is very, very happy with him because he does try to like talk to him, even, you know, he does try to have a uh, conversation with him and the relationship little, yeah the little that he ever does give he's giving it to nate like so it's great my my brothers love him it's like i i consider it the best case scenario best case scenario yeah. to have happened and i didn't think that it would ever be this way i feel like i could never even have imagined if you if you told me that i would be here with nathan right at the time that happened I'm like you're lying you know that's not for me yeah and i also can relate to the fact that i feel like i had major imposter syndrome like hold up even sometimes i'll wake up and be like who is this man next to me like what you know yeah but you just have to keep reminding yourself like you are worthy of this love i'm worthy of this you know and nathan is so worthy of this also he has also gone through not the best relationships in the past and so i'm like so happy that i'm able to water him and he waters me back in return drought it's a drought no a drought with no water right yeah it's it's flooding over here it's flooding (laughs) yes i just feel like we're definitely in utah you know yeah it's giving flood vibes it's giving flood. (laughs) we're watering each other and not overly it's just like really good it's like it's so good do you feel like you became a different person um i mean i want to say yeah but i think that that's just how it planned out i don't know like I think everyone changes in a, in a way, but I do think I'm way different, like, compared to who I was before. I don't even want to be friends with the person I was before. Who That's were you before? Bad. Just really sad. Really sad and alone, and I didn't really have, like, a positive outlook on life. And that, I probably lasted, it was short-lived that I felt that way, right? But Wait, I mean, was it when you were going through heartbreak or yeah, when you were going through... I think so. I think through heartbreak, or even, like, during my relationship, too, because... I hadn't gone through heartbreak, right? So I didn't know that things could change in an instant. So I think I, looking back, I wish I would have not taken things for granted. It's not that I did or meant to. It's just that I didn't realize that that would change so quickly, right? I think a lot of people that experience heartbreak would be like, I wish I would have just hugged him one more time or, you know, had this conversation or gotten that closure. Yeah. A lot of people can relate to that in a sense. So, I mean, I would have told myself I wanted to be a little bit more loving, a little bit more present. Um, yeah, a lot of us can relate. But you were also younger, you know? Right. I don't know what I don't, what I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I knew no better. Yeah. Like I just, that's, I thought that I believed in the never, like the happy ever ending. I believed in like, this is going to be perfect. La 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 la. The world is great. You know, I had like my 10 year plan written out. Silly me. You know, it just didn't end up working. It didn't end up working out 
in that situation, but it worked out, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I'm completely happy with where I'm at now. But if I were to choose, like, to not have gone through it, I think I would have still gone through it. I yeah. just think I'm at ma- I made a peace with myself and what, what, how it went down, you know? Yeah. I think I'm at peace with where things are at right now. Yeah. So. Did you have your support system before or no? Did I, you also have to build during heartbreak? No, I think I, um, I still had my six, like my, my siblings and my parents. And I had a really, I was really close to um, like some coworkers at the time, but not like the six girls that I'm close with now. I think that kind of uh, got built during heartbreak. Yeah. Like friends, friends, you know? And I think it's just because I was not going out at all in my relationship. Like, I just was so invested in the person I was with. Yeah. I didn't need, like, and it, when I was going out, it was, like, with our families. Like, it wasn't ever with anybody else. I think I still was, like, acquainted with the friends I had, right? Yeah. I think we were acquainted, but I don't think that. Like, you, it was respectful. It was chill. Yeah, but it was never, like, a raw, genuine soulmate mm-hmm. conversation ever. No, never. So I think I did, I think I did um, build my support system after the heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is. But it, but it's like I've known these girls for forever, which is crazy, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I think that I'm, like, super close with the girls that I have in my life. And, yeah. Do you think that – what do you think drew you to, like, having friends, like, after your heartbreak? Um, I was, like, so over my family at one point, too. <laughs> because – and it's also hard because you are a burden with your family. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, like – they are the people that care so much about you. So seeing you sad hurts them, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it was hard because I was hurting and I couldn't tell them because I didn't want to hurt them. So I knew I was like, I need to like get out there, adventure. I need to be a 19-year-old. Let's mm-hmm. face it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I I will say that I did have some like um, not so therapeutic ways of doing stuff. Like we would go out and party and drink, but I don't regret that. I think I needed to like experience that too. Yeah. Yeah. You hadn't at all ever. No, right? I used to never drink too. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm like so looking forward to a drink tonight, but I'm like so healthy with it now too. I think that like before I would like drink to just get blacked out because in a way also I was still healing at that time and I was suppressing certain emotions, you know, and that was really easy to do, to just drink, forget what's going on in the world and then let hours pass by and then get back to the real world, you know? Yeah. Whereas now I like will have a few drinks and it feels good to be able to just unwind and relax. Yeah. And be like, oh, I'm chilling with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. And not be, not be regretful the next day. No, but I think that there is a, a good balance with everything. I think that if you're celebrating something, if it's someone's something major, it's good to get that way. Like, whoa. Yeah. Take those shots. <laughs> You drink that dream. Are you going to be cordial tonight? Oh, yes. I work tomorrow. Oh, you do? And I made sure I only got myself four little drinks. Yeah. Like, I made to make sure that I'm like, I set myself up for success now, you know? Whereas before, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to get this whole bottle, but we're not going to drink the whole bottle, but we drink the whole bottle, you know? Yeah. Now I set myself up for success. I'm like, I can only have four drinks. I make sure that I work the next day. So it sets me, uh, it sets my standards, right? Yeah. Because I am no good. Like, I, I know myself. Yeah, like you can easily... I think everyone can relate to that. Everyone's really easily, like there's a devil on their shoulder to like, take that drink. 
you know? Yeah. And you need to be powerful and tell yourself, no, yeah. no, no, I can't. I have responsibilities. I don't like how I feel when I'm blacked out. I want to remember tomorrow. I want to go to the gym tomorrow and hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that I've actually recently started working on. Like last year, I had like a period where I wasn't drinking because I feel like I wasn't, I didn't like who I was when I was drinking. And I'm like fairly new to the game, you know? Yeah. I think that a lot of the people that I'm around with or around have been drinking since high school and I didn't have that. And so they're like, they know their tolerance, they know what they like. And I was just plopped in. Yeah. Like we're at bars and I don't know how to order type thing, you know? (laughs) Nathan has helped me a lot with that. Yeah. He's a veteran. Didn't you guys, didn't you like first drink with him? No. I think I started drinking heavily. With him. with him which is sad oh well no not because of him i just feel like he let me he was so like supportive in the fact that he would let me do whatever so it wasn't because he was offering me the drinks but it's just because like i wanted to you know yeah and it, i think with or without him i would have still i think i was still had a drink like he yeah. had no influence on that whatsoever because it was like let's just go like you yeah. were just like wanting to learn everything it like if i didn't want to drink he'd slap the drink out of my hand you know no, he never did that but i'm just saying like he would be so supportive that he'd be like no mm-mm, you shouldn't yeah you know but because you did. You it was like, like us that yeah. did it, dude. It was yeah. the girls. Like, we're the ones I want to drink. We're the locas, dude. Yeah. There's a reason for that title. Like, you know, <laughs> I think it was us. I think that yeah. we're the ones. And in a way, benefit of the doubt here, I think we were all kind of going through it, you know? Yeah, we were. We were all going through our desmadre. Yeah. Like, even if we even didn't at all different talk. Times. E- even if we didn't all talk about it, we were all, all going through something. Yeah. We, we just, like, that was our way to, like, release and like just yeah. hold each other yeah. through it you know and i'm happy i got to jiggle that out when i was younger because i just i can't keep up anymore yeah i can't i'm like i don't know what's in me i just eight o'clock seems late <laughs> <laughs> it's giving grandma it's giving grandma grandma in the porch with her tea grandma on the porch with the tea and i'm not mad at that you're not like if someone were to give me options like hey we're going out tonight yeah. bar hopping or we can stay at home yeah with coffee and like I've been like or like a good book or I don't know decorate something. Yeah, I'm picking that. Like I just think that I'm picking that. <laughs> yeah. So today I'm having people over like late and I'm a little scared because I couldn't sleep last night. How come? <laughs> I don't know. I was a little nervous for this too. Yeah. But it's not that bad. No, it's not. I'm just literally talking to you. <laughs> yeah. So I need to remind myself and just like my I have the event later for my family with my family and so I just have a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. So you this is just. This is just a pastime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is just a filler. Um, well, before we wrap up, hold on. How much time do you have? Oh, yeah. Before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you something. So okay. if there's any like thing that you can tell, like the one thing that you can tell someone that might be going through heartbreak or might mm-hmm. be going through just feeling sad, just feeling... Mm-hmm. Just just going through it, what would you tell them? Or what would you tell yourself if you could go back? Yeah. Um, like I said before, I think it's important to use heartbreak as like your superpower. Use it as a catalyst to make you want to be better, do better. I mean, how ironic is it that like people will go through a heartbreak and all of a sudden they go to the gym after or are looking better? It's like that glow up period. How yeah. ironic is that? It's because it's not. It's because people are using that to their power they're using as a catalyst and so make sure you use that to your benefit it's gonna suck but you're gonna come out so much better on the other side bless you (laughs) that was really loud i was like dang imagine i got it on the thing 
And then one more thing. Um, is there any advice that you would give for helping um, people specifically that went through what you went through? Helping, like being the support system? Yeah. That's a hard one because sometimes I don't even know how to react. I think I see like a sad friend and I don't even know if I should talk to them, hug them or... But I think it's important to just check up on your friends. Um, there's a lot of people that don't know how to express their feelings, you know, and I think it's important to remind everyone that the phone works both ways, you know, reach out to your loved ones. If you haven't spoke to a certain person in a while, maybe like send a text, you know? Yeah. Because one day you're going to need it and it's good to be on, you've been on the receiving end, so give that back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Reach out to your friends. Tell them you love them. Hug them. Hug them. Mm -hmm. Things change in an instant. It's so important for you to be present and tell the people that you love that you love them. Mm -hmm. It's so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, dude. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for thinking I'm worthy of this. You are worthy. First, so you nice were like, you. <laughs> I know, but I'm glad you think. I know I'm worthy, but I'm glad you think. <laughs> okay, good. I love you. I'll talk to you yeah. in a bit. Talk to you in a bit. Bye. Bye. <laughs>